Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. I'm going to read out of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Talk about the great cloud of witnesses. And we'll start in verse 1. It says, as for us... We have all these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. By the way, I'm reading out of the Passions translation. Uh, This is a very cool translation to kind of read and get a new perspective on. I challenge you to to change it up every once in a while. If you're an NIV person, a New International Version, or an NLT version, or NASB, whatever, whatever it is, the version you read, I challenge you to read a different version, kind of get a different glimpse on the same truth in the Scripture that, that God has said. This is just one of those versions where it just kind of gives you a new perspective on what um, we know to be truth and know to be good. Um, so reading out of verse 1, says, As for us, we have all of these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sins easily easily fall into. Then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination, for the path has has been already marked out for us. How many are so thankful that God has already marked the path for us? Before we were even born, he set a path for us. It's incredible. Verse 2 says, we look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into face protection or perfection. I'm sorry. Perfection. His example is this. His heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his. He endured the agony of the cross and conquered its humiliation, and now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. Let's pray. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the power that's in this word. I pray that you would penetrate our hearts, get deep down in where no man can ever reach. God, we submit you. Pray that you would have your way in our lives. Let us be changed from the inside out, that we could go into our world and become the change they need. We love you, Father, in your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Thanks for reading the word of God with me. We have a great crowd of witnesses that are shouting us down, shouting us to keep going, shouting us to do this life on purpose. Did you know that the scriptures actually talk about us and they actually talk about our legacy that we are to bring? Did you know this? It's an incredible thing. In fact, in Hebrews, it actually talks about those of faith. It goes through this list of all the greats of the Bible. Those that saw Moses, who saw the the Red Sea part for them to walk across, and he, he led them out of captivity into freedom, into the promised land. Talks about those that were martyred for Jesus, those who spoke people's uh, death into life, those who saw miracles happen. He talks about all this list of the great faith. If, you've, if you haven't read this yet, you need to, okay? So look in Hebrews chapter 11 and 12. There's a great place to just really build up your faith of what has happened. 
But then he goes into this scripture where he says that they have not yet received the promise for which they had been given. But it's in us that that promise is fulfilled. And he's actually talking about a generation that was going to fulfill the promises of God. A generation that was a legend. Man, look at your neighbor and say, I am legend. <laughs> you don't believe it yet, but you're going to believe it. Say, I am legend. Yeah, I'm legend. See, from the beginning of time, God had this amazing plan to reveal his world on earth. And it was going to come through the way of humans. And when Jesus came to earth, he changed everything. It was, it was this set-up religion where we were trying to get to God, but it was through a priest, and it was through this temple, and there was only certain areas where God could be in certain places that you could speak his name. And it was just all altogether very barriered, very much like obstacle to get to him. And when Jesus came, I love it because he came to break down all the walls. He came to break down all the barriers and give us full ownership of relationship with him. When Jesus came, he said, hey, listen, no longer are you to have separation with me or separation with my father. I am the bridge. I'm the bridge. And therefore, if you come to me, you can get right into him. You can get right into the throne room of God and know him in a personal way. And the, the promises that were given to those of old, as they saw their prayers become reality, as they saw what they did on earth res resemble and reflect what was going on in heaven. Because you know what's going on in heaven? Perfection. I mean, it's perfection. No pain, no agony, no stress, no anxiety. There's no sickness, no disease, nothing. It's perfection is going on in heaven. So when we say we're going to reveal signs and wonders on earth as it is in heaven, what we're saying is we're going to see heaven come to earth. The perfection in heaven is going to be revealed here on earth. So when we pray for a miracle, we're not just praying for some supernatural craziness that's, that's hopefully going to happen. It's, it's something that's already in reality in our world. Did you know this isn't your world? This isn't the end all? See, so, so many people like work so hard at making sure that this world is it. It's like the end all. Man, if I can just make this much or have this or, you know, have this status, then I'll have it made. But did you know that this world is not our world? It's not our home. In fact, the Bible calls us aliens here. Maybe Katy Perry had it right. We have, we're aliens here. This is not our home. This is not somewhere just to get comfy and live as though it's the end all. God said, I've made you so that you can reveal your home. And our home is heaven. But sometimes we don't walk in that reality. And we don't remember who the crowd is that's cheering us on. I don't know if you've ever been here, but sometimes I'm human. Are y'all human sometimes? 
No, just, all right, I'm the only human in here. Sometimes I have days, though, where I doubt. And I have days where I want to give up on my purpose. And I, I want to just, like, throw in the towel because I don't feel adequate. And I feel a little insecure. Do you ever have those days where you just feel like the calling of God is just not matching the person you see in the mirror? And the purpose for which he called you, even this promise of, you know, the promise is going to be fulfilled through us, of the greats, of the people who did incredible things, and now the promises are actually going to be fulfilled through our lives and our prayers. I mean, that's an incredible promise. That's an incredible calling. It's beyond what I could even imagine or conjure up. And some days I'm human. And some days I'm like, God, that sounds amazing. But how? How are you going to do that in me? And he says here, and he, he goes, you got to tune your ear to the right crowd. And write this down if you're taking notes today. And I encourage you to, because notes are amazing. And do you know this? You always find what you're searching for. Here's what I found out. I hate journaling. Let me just go on this tangent for a second. I hate journaling with a passion. Can't hand, hand starts hurting after one sentence of writing, right? It's that hand cramp thing. Do you ever get a hand cramp in school? These days, now they all, you know, type, but we used to write things down. It's crazy. My hand cramps, and like I just hate journaling. But do you know that whatever you search for, you find? And sometimes when you're journaling, when you have your paper and pen out, you're searching to learn and grow. And so you'll find whatever you search for. Uh, but sometimes we just go through life like, oh, I hope I get something or if something inspires me or whatever, if I flow through Instagram and something just jumps, oh, my word, inspiration, you know? Or I watch a movie and it's good. Or if I walk out, I'm like, eh, that movie was a meh, you know? But if you walk in saying, all right, how am I going to learn today? And let me just encourage you, even coming to church is not just coming to be entertained. It's not just coming to have a good feeling, but it's coming to gain tools and equip yourself so that you can go rock your world and be the legend that God has called you to be. Amen? That's why we're called. And so I encourage you, man, get out some pen and paper. Like, write stuff down. Not that my words are anything special, but God is speaking. And sometimes uh, what I say even, it might even be what I say, but it'll trigger something to you that you already know. And you'll be like, oh, my word, I forgot. Yeah, Lord, you promised that to me. And you can write it down. But if you're taking notes, write this down. It matters who you listen to. It matters who you listen to. And you have to tune your ear into the right voices. Who is your crowd? Who are the people that are influencing you, your decisions, your belief systems, the way that you act, the way that you respond, the way that you do what you do? Who is it? And he says here, he says, we got to tune our ear into those that are above the balcony of heaven saying, go! You can do it. You're fulfilling the promise that God gave us. You're revealing our home on earth. But sometimes we get caught up in the voices around us, right? It's like Eminem, the voice inside my head, you know? And sometimes we feel crazy. Do you ever feel crazy? Like the things you're thinking don't match the things you say sometimes. And sometimes we say things even to each other. You might be, you know, here on Sunday and you're saying something like, oh, God will provide. 
And then Monday morning shows up, you're like, I don't know how we're going to do this. Because your belief system, that there's something inside, is not right. It's the voice in your head. It's what you speak over yourself. It's your belief system. And I'm going to do a series about this, actually, um, in October, about the mind and how we can renew the mind. I really, really want to walk our church through that, of like what it looks like to actually renew our belief system and renew not just what we say, but actually walk in it as something we believe in our core. But it's so powerful. It's so powerful that when we step into the right voices, when we start listening to the right voices, and there's sometimes that, I don't know if you get so caught up in life, or, you know, sometimes life gets so busy that we forget to tune in. We forget to tune in to the right voices that are cheering us on. And the Bible says that Jesus, despising the shame and the scorn, there's a, there's a, there's a picture of Jesus when he knows he was about to go to the cross and he knows he was about to go to that, the, his, his calling on his life was to save the world from sin. And so as the, it's like the night before, right? And so he's in the garden and he's with his disciples all and he's praying to God and you see this war inside, this battle where he's like, God, if there's any other way, can we go that route? God, if there's any other way than for me to die and to go through all this agony and pain and take your wrath on me, God, can we choose that route? Because this is too much for me. But then he changes it, and he tunes into the Father, and he says, but your will be done. So much power in that phrase. He says, Father, I understand what I'm going through. I understand what I believe, but God, your will be done. Your will be done. Your will be done. So I have to ask you, who's your crowd? Who's speaking into the way that you think, the way that you believe, the way that you act, the way that you talk? We got to tune our ear to the right crowd. In this movie, Creed, and we're having technical difficulties today, so we're going to actually be seeing the movie, but I encourage you, you know, um, check it out. It's from Philadelphia. It's amazing. And uh, there's a part in the movie where he's challenged by this fighter that's been trained from birth in hate. I mean, it was the guy that killed his father in the ring. And so now he's facing his son who's been raised up to fight. And so he takes this challenge. He takes this fight on. And he's talking with his wife. And his wife, and they just had a baby. And so now he's got this, this new thing on the line. He's got this new thing to fight for. And I want to encourage you in this life, to know what you fight for, to know what it is that you're living for, that you're striving for, that's your goal. What are you going for? What are you striving for? What, what has God called you to? If you don't know your purpose, if you don't know what you stand for, you'll fall for anything. You'll fall for any good idea. How many know that one God idea is way better than a thousand good ideas? Right? And that's what we always say it changes. We're following God's idea for this church. There are a ton of good ideas for churches to do and accomplish. But man, we are following God's idea because his idea is greater than any other good idea. So we lean into that. And I would ask you for your life personally, what has God called you to? What do you stand for? What are you striving to accomplish? 
Because once you know what you're fighting for, it makes the what and the fight not so hard. Come on, somebody, if you understand what I'm saying right now. If you've been through a situation where you know if you don't have anything to fight for, it's easy to give up. It's easy to throw in the towel. It's easy to say, you know what? This is just too hard. This calling is way too big. I can't handle this. But he said, Jesus, looking at where he was headed, that's what you got to get. You got to get the picture of what you're fighting for, where you're headed. Because if you don't and you only focus on the fight, it's easy to give up. It's easy to have a time where you're like, you know what? This is not worth it. It's not worth it. But Jesus looked at the prize. He looked at where he was headed. Despising what was happening to him, he still knew that's where I'm going. That's why we even sing songs like, Mountain Move in the Name of Jesus. Because despising the mountain is not that we love the mountain. Even though you're Christian, even though you know God, even though you know Jesus, still, you don't love mountains. Nobody likes mountains. Well, sometimes they make me excited because I'm like, okay, this is an opportunity for God to show up. But I truly believe that when we face the mountains, we have to get past and see what's on the other side. What's on the other side? What has God promised us? Because in between that promise and where we are now, we always talk about this, is the faith gap. It's the faith gap. It's the place that we need God to move. We need God to move. We need him to move. In Philippians 4.13, it says, I know what it means to lack And I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance. Man, these huge drastics, right? I know what it is to lack, but I know what it is to have overwhelming abundance. For I am trained in the secret of overcoming all things, whether in fullness or in hunger. And I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. I love this translation. But another translation says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Christ's explosive power in me that helps me overcome all difficulties. I don't know what you're facing right now, but I just felt like God's word for you today is that you can make it through. And this isn't the end all. This isn't the, the, the overarching story. The, your, your story has not yet been written to completion yet. And God has a promise for you today that he has not left you, he is with you. He has not left you to fend for yourself or to find a new way, to find a new path. God is right beside you, and he's speaking into your situation. I don't know where you find yourself today, what you find yourself fighting for, but can I encourage you, number one, to tune into the crowd. Number two, to know where you're headed. Number three, know who's helping you. Know who's helping you. See, the beauty about this was Creed um, in the movie, he fought this guy one time and lost. In fact, it almost killed him because he ruptured a kidney. It was terrible. But it was because, let's just go here for a second, Rocky had not trained him. 
Enough said. Rocky wasn't in the first fight, and so he was going on his own emotions. And he had some reasons, too. He was fighting for the loss of his dad. He was fighting in that anger. And sometimes we can get some false passion, can't we? You know what false passion is? Something that's not real. It's something that we see as reality because we're stuck in a culture that made it reality. You got to get angry. You got to get mad. You got to get, get revenge. I mean, think about the words we use. You got to just muster, use that anger. Use that. You, that's false passion. That's not passion. That's not why God killed us. In fact, Jesus said when he came to the earth, he said, I know, I, I know the law is do not murder, do not commit adultery, but can I go even further than that? If you even hate, if you even have thoughts of anger, you've already passed the, the flesh because that is the place for you as a child of God to live in a place of control. And he already fought the first fight. Creed lost because he used false passion. It's been Rocky steps in. Yeah, Rocky Balbo. I love him so much. I'm like, that's genius. So yeah, how you doing, kid? I'm going to help you. You got to fight. So funny. When Rocky steps in, everything changes. In fact, there's this epic clip. Man, I wish I could show you. Let me just paint it for you, okay? It's this epic clip. He takes him out to the middle of the desert. And Creed's like, is someone some going to kill me? You know? Craziness. And there's this gym in the middle of the desert. And he says this very valid line. He says, if you want to make true change, you got to change what you're doing. If you want to make true change in your life, you have to change it up. Can I tell you today, God is calling you to make true change, not just to make a flippant, weakened decision here at church, not just to say, oh, thank you, Lord, we just believe, but to step into it as a child of the king, as a legend, to step into what he is doing in you and through you. Sometimes we stop at what he's doing in us, and we forget God just doesn't want to work in us. He wants to work through us. He doesn't want to just break into your heart. He wants to break out of your heart. He doesn't want to just put love in you. He wants it to overwhelm everywhere you go. Light in you so light can go through you. Miracles in your life so miracles can come through your life. Powerful word of God in us so the powerful word of God can speak through us. We don't do this thing just to fill ourselves. Come on, somebody. It's not why we're here. We're here to get it in us equip ourselves so that we can go out and be the legends that's fulfilling the promises of God. Bring heaven to earth. Vade earth. Vade earth. So he says, I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You got to know who's helping you. You got to know who's helping you. And not just on paper. It'd be one thing if I were to look up a profile of my wife, 
tall, blonde, beautiful, talented, very organized, very business mindset, loves God with all her heart, great mother, very creative. And it'd be one thing for me to know all these things about her in a profile way. And I know that she's like that. But it's a whole nother thing when I experience my wife face to face. And I experience how amazing she is. And I experience her creativity. And I have those moments where I tear up because she's so good with our kids. And I have those moments of touching their hearts. And I'm like, woo, baby, preach it. Because how many know the greatest sermon you can ever preach is your life? It's not your words. It's your, it's your life. It's one thing to know God on paper, to come and hear about him, to read his word. But it's a whole nother thing when you find him face to face. When you say, God, I want to feel you breathe on me. God, I want to get so close I feel your heart beat. God, I'm intentionally stepping in so that I can encounter you. So how many know when you're around somebody a lot, you start to become like them? And I believe with all my heart in this season, God wants to bring you so close to him that you start to look like him. You start to talk like him. You start to resemble him. That everyone's around you can say, wow, that's what God looks like. Wow. That's what unconditional love looks like. What would it look like if you leaned into your help? And not just to be like, Daddy, I need you. Because my kids do that all the time. Daddy, I need money. Daddy, I need this. Daddy, can you give me this? Daddy, what? Nah, 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 nah. Needs, 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 needs. Not to treat God like a, like a slot machine or an ATM. Like, God, okay, I'm in need. Uh, I, I'm out. Pocket's empty, God. Where you at? Not to treat him like this, this ATM machine or this, 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 this need basis, like where we just come to him to need. God, we need this. God, I'm struggling. God, now I need you. Not to treat him like this, but to step into this relationship with him where we're intimately involved, where we're so in love with him that we just love being with him. Woo! This is my ultimate prayer, especially in this season as we, we come up on two years of the church, because year three going to be wild. Y'all ain't ready for that. My heart for this time period is to get us on a level where we're not just hearing about God and we don't just know him on paper, but we are like him because we're with we're so involved with him that his heartbeat makes us cry. That we hear about people who are dying and going to hell. We hear about our neighbors that don't know Christ. And we pray over our church family. We pray over those across the nations that are spreading the word of God. We hear opportunities to get involved. It brings us to tears. You want to know what my perfect church looks like? People who are radical. 
that the world says change, that's a crazy church. Like, people are crazy there. They actually believe in miracles. I was with somebody, and we were talking about church and all that stuff, and, uh, and they were just asking about miracles. And they were like, do, do you guys really see miracles? <laughs> and I was like, all the time. No way. Like, what kind? Like, all kinds. Like, people hurt. Now people aren't hurt. You know, we had a guy, uh, actually, Isaiah, who plays keyboard up here. He had, um, what do you call it? Carpal tunnel. And he couldn't play piano for three years. And then in one moment, actually, it was in Goose Island, we were praying over him, and God healed him. And now he plays keyboard every week. And now he's able to tour. He's actually on tour right now. Isn't that incredible? It's the miracles we see. And what if we grabbed a hold of the promises of God, not just for something that we say, oh, that's for the great Christians who are just crazy, but what if we were like, hey, this promise is for us. We are legend. We are those that are, are invading earth with heaven everywhere we go. And we're bringing his kingdom down here to earth. But we have to know who the crowd is that we're listening to, we have to tune into the right voices. And I pray this over my kids all the time. Every night, we go through everything. I touch their brain. I say, God, help them to know who they are and have good dreams, good thoughts about who they are, help them know their identity. God, touch their ears, help them to hear you more than any other voice, right? Because I want their ears to be tuned into the right voices. Because as they go to school, as we go to work, as we go and listen to things on the news or Facebook or Instagram, we're going to be hearing a lot of different voices. We have to learn how to tune into the right voice. And sometimes that can be as easy as turning off our phone. That can be as easy as shutting things down just for a little bit, taking a 20-minute breather from all electronics. You might die. You might not want to try it. You might want to really get some people around you so they can bring you back to life. But you might want to try it. Take 20, 30 minutes, all electronics aside, and just plug in. Just plug into him. Take a moment and say, God, this is all about you. I need to tune into your voice and let your voice be the foundation of everything I do. Because let me tell you, once you hear his promise, once you hear his calling, once you know what it is that you're headed towards, it'll keep you fighting till the end because you know that his words prevail. And then no matter what is said, no matter what is done, no matter what crumbles around you, you hold on to the promises of God because you know they're for sure. Nothing else for sure, only his words. So we tune in. I want to close with this scripture in John chapter 16, verse 33. It says, I've told you these things so that, you, that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. That's a given. But take heart. Check this out. So good. I have overcome the world. Jesus says, 
You will have troubles. You will have things happen to you. You will have things go down. You will have storms. You will have chaos. That's the world we live in. But guess what? I have overcome it all. And therefore, when I am in you, you have overcome it all too. You're an heir to the throne. Everything I have is yours. That's a good promise. I just feel like God today is really at a special place in his heart to invade our hearts with this overwhelming knowing, this clarity and confirmation of who we are. To know what we're fighting for, to know the one who gives us power and strength, but in that find out that we are legend. We are legend. So I want to take a moment today as we just kind of wrap things up together today. I just want to create a space. We have some time here. I want to create a space of just plugging into him, all distractions aside, just getting to know him. Because let me tell you, if you, do, if you haven't heard his voice yet, if you don't know what it sounds like, you might be going on false passion. You might be waiting for the emotion to happen, that song to take place, right? That, that feeling to come back so you can feel good about God again. You can feel good about the faith that you have. They tell you that's not where it's at. Our foundation is in his words. Our foundation is in what he says. Because this is his purpose that prevails. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.